Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. All right, Kate, what time is it? Uh... 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Pacific. It's time for our oh. favorite game of this and every week. What were the previous owners of Kate's house thinking? Every week. Every week. <laughs> From here on in until the end of time, we will play this game. Kate, what were the previous owners thinking when they put a bunch of white seashells that look suspiciously like mushrooms, much to my disappointment that they were not mushrooms, under that tree in your backyard? They secretly wanted to be aerial. No, oh, they thought that they said, look at my stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think their collection was complete? Wouldn't I think they were girls? The kinds of girls who had everything? Your, your argument's breaking down before our eyes, Kate. Quick, think of another reason. Uh, they had family in Hawaii and then would collect shells every time when they went to visit them. And then when they moved to Virginia, they said, screw it. Yes. We don't love those people anymore. We don't anymore. want your stinking shells. Yes. And then they left them in Illinois. We only loved you when we lived in Illinois. Yeah. But now we don't. That's so sad. But that's okay. Because that's not what this podcast is about, Kate. Not about Which, shells? I mean, it could be. The nice thing about our sh- podcast is it could be about freaking anything. <laughs> because the topic of our podcast has to do with picture books. And picture books, with the exception of some very adult subjects, and sometimes they contain some very adult subjects, are about all sorts of different things, right? Does this book involve shells? Racking brain, racking brain, racking brain. I will not confirm or deny that there is a shell in this book. This book has... Clowns? Does it have clowns? Look, I'm just going to say there's a lot, and Dude. I can't rule out the clowns. Dude. I also cannot rule out clowns. What I can it? literally rule out nothing, because this book is packed. Like, this is the book that, like, Richard Scarry would look at and be like, whoa, I could never put that much stuff in. Like, there's a lot. We haven't done a cult classic picture book in a while. I'm not counting the one I did for my birthday because that was a cult of one, one being <laughs> Betsy Bird. Right. But this is, uh, well, before we get to that, what do we do on the show? Well, you said we talk about children's picture books. And whether they're classics or not, right? And then we rate them. Correct. On a scale from one to ten, whether they're good or not, ten right. to one. So this book was out of print. It came out in 1957. It was out of print for quite some time. Came back in print due to popular demand. Um, and so I'm going to pull it out here. It's quite, it's quite the thing. By James Flora. James Flora. You don't know him. I I can almost certainly guarantee that you don't. You don't know him. But boy, howdy, are you going to get to know his book? Okay. His book of which he did. Oh, just a whole heaping helpful of them back in the day. But this, this I would claim of his seventeen books is his most famous. Okay. Go to that book. While Kate does her read, I'm going to be blunt with you. When I decided to do a James Flora, it was either going to be this or the fabulous Firework family, uh, which actually came out before The Day the Cow Sneezed. It came out in 1955. The Day the Cow Sneezed came out in 1957. But, but what about the man, the myth, the legend, the James Flora? 
Well, let's see here. Uh, he was born in Bellefontaine, Ohio, in 1914. He attended the Art Academy of Cincinnati in 1942. He got a job with Columbia Records. Now, here's the good part here. I, I get the feeling he wasn't always an interesting guy. Uh, and this is from his Wikipedia page. But Flora worked as an advertising manager and a sales promotion manager at Columbia, but he grew frustrated working a desk job while doing little art. So finally, he reached the end of his endurance of the meetings and the memos and the budgets, and he resigned in 1950, and he drove to Mexico with his family, and they stayed there for 15 months, uh, during which time he started painting and making woodcuts and becoming all kinds of bohemian. And uh, if you want to see his art firsthand, if you are curious about him, because we're going to talk about him a fair amount today, I was very happy to hear that the Curlin Collection at the University of Minnesota has his stuff. So give Lisa Von Drasic a ring and go see it for yourself. Boom! Yeah, kaboom! Boom, 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's sensory overload. Yeah. I'm walking like I'm walking into this room talking to you right now, wanting a Xanax because yeah, I'm yeah, super yeah. like anxious. And it's not like it has a ton of colors. Out. He has some colors. Let's well, let's start. From okay, the anyway, okay. What's the book about? So we start with these animals um, that live. Well, first we start with a cow. Start with a cow. It is in the title, to be fair. Right, a cow and this boy. The boy's name is Fletcher. The cow's name is Floss. I feel like a kid today could be named Fletcher. Yeah, why not? Totally. It's not dead. And the cow is drinking some water out of, um, like, a creek. And Fletcher sees this rabbit and decides to chase it. Um, I'm sorry. It's, it's So he lit out after it. Yeah. Okay, lit is totally a different meaning now than it is when this was written. It is, but I've heard that term, so I'm going to give it a pass. So he goes and he chases after this rabbit. The cow is still in the water and starts to get very cold. Because um, cows aren't very smart don't know to walk out of cold water when they're cold. Right. Yeah. So eventually the kid brings the cow back to the barn where the cow, I guess, develops a cold. Because that's how you get a cold, my friend, by, by wet feet. Standing in cold standing water. Cold water. Yep. Yeah, that's and, science. And All so right. the cow sneezes, mm -hmm. which then makes the mouse come out of the cow's hay and the mouse then lands on the cat and the cat lands on the billy goat and the billy goat runs and you can see there's like a series of things that happens and, mm -hmm. and I, for some reason i had in my head uh from into the woods no it's your fault no it's your fault <laughs> and it isn't mine at all yep yep <laughs> that's, it that's does it does have that distinct feeling though yeah. Only one person is going to be blamed for any of this. Right, because... And you've already met him. The billy goat smashes into the mailman and bowls over a pig and crashes into a policeman on a motorcycle and the billy goat, who has the cat on his back, who has the mouse on his back, right. is on the motorcycle speeding <laughs> off. Yes. Now, are we going to talk about why there was a policeman at the barn? Hmm. Well, maybe he was just on his rounds passing by or maybe there was something down and dirty going on in the barn i don't, I don't know. know maybe it was, it was, it's a little early in the morning for that because it's school's just 
starting. It's, it's strange that there's a policeman. I mean, I don't want to, hmm. like, look into maybe, it, but... Well, I was going to say maybe he was a crossing guard, but he's not. He's on a motorcycle. Maybe, like, the farmer's wife was having an affair. With, with the, the policeman? That's a little obvious. You never know. Maybe. Anyway, so... I mean, the this, farmer's still home. And, well, <laughs> yeah. And then at this point, it goes back to color. So, like, I'm seeing it goes from black and white to color, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. it's uh, there, there have been some books where you've shown me that, and I'm like, okay, that works. Yeah. After a while, though, this does not work for me. Doesn't it calm it down a bit to be taking the color out? <laughs> <laughs> so they explain that the, you know, the, the, the billy goat that has the cat and the mouse, is, you know, goes up this hill, falls off this tractor, ends up on a steamroller, right? Oh, I love steamrollers. You remember, uh, you remember Sassy Son? Oh, yeah, I remember Sassy Son, yeah, uh, from from The Little little House by Virginia Lee Burton. Yeah, this is like the poor man's version. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, he's not really trying. Whole lot less sass there, I guess. There's no, that is a a lack of sass. I would call that a gaping sass black hole. Yes. (laughs) The black hole of sass. So now they're on this steamroller, and they're plowing through, like, essentially the middle the of world and flattening everything yeah, they're in their path trees. this is why i love steamrollers they mashed a it says it mashed a, a street lamp a fire plug which i haven't heard the phrase fire plug since i was in philly i don't know if other parts of the country say fire plug i don't know we this guy was hydrant. this guy was born in ohio so maybe he picked it up wherever he lived yeah it's interesting it is but this is the page where we see continuity error what Again. what kind of continuity error it's like every week i'm just gonna find a new continuity we error. should have somebody sing continuity yeah. error like mine better I, i'm sure yours was better dear. whatever anyway so so we'll see that there's a bottom part of a statue right where it's like you sure. just see the feet of a oh, statue yeah, yeah, yeah. the feet are actually cowboy boots because there's spurs on the back Ooh, there is this remains of a spur yeah no one can argue with that that okay. is a remain of a spur just, just hold on to that image well okie dokie where'd the rest of that statue go well, it, it, well, it does go on the front of the steamroller. All right, all right. So the steamroller plows through a schoolhouse wall, like you do. And there's the front of the, the statue oh, now yes. in front of the steamroller. Yep. Right? Okay. So then it crashes through the schoolhouse where Fletcher is there reciting in social studies. What do you recite in social studies? What would you... You'd have to memorize something and then recite... Maybe he's reciting... The crops, uh, what is it you, you like? Like the crops you get the most from a certain country. What's they call it? Like, hold on, uh, hold the, on. The, I'm, the, just gonna, I'm just going to pull this out of thin air. There you go. That's exactly what you're doing. What do you got the GDP? <laughs> he's got, he has to say the GDP of Japan. Go. So now <laughs> he's on the steamroller trying to stop it, but he can't pull His the, intentions are pure. Right, so he, but he can't find the right lever, and it crashes through the other wall of the school, and it rips down the street, and then you hear all these noises. Bing! Bang, smash, tinkle? Tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. Yeah, you know when like the glass is broken? It's but like, that's not a little tinkle. In big font, it says... <laughs> it says, tinkle! Tinkle! <laughs> that's how you should read it to a child, by the way. Bing, yes. bang, smash, tinkle! <laughs> now my new favorite reading of the word So tinkle. it continues to smash through town, right? You mm-hmm. know, it's smashing storefronts and ice cream trucks and... And gas stations and moose, and uh, and it gets to a zoo. Dang right it does. And I feel like at this point where it says kablowy blam, um, 
there's this lion and I this guy is like <laughs> I've seen things man <laughs> I've seen things yeah he has yeah he has that was the correct interpretation of his hollowed out look but the steamroller plows through the zoo mm. and runs over animals it's at this exact moment that I fell in love with the book because it takes a perverted mind to come up with what he has come up with here. This page makes me so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Because the rhino does it for me. Yeah, the rhino. So it, that's like so. There's a, a giraffe that has there. a zigzag neck. There's an alligator that all of a sudden has. This doesn't even make sense. Like giraffe legs. Yeah, or stork legs or flamingo legs. Because yeah. apparently they got pressed super long. How but then does you that even have work? Yeah. The rhino. The rhino's the worst. He's the most distressing to me yes. because his horn has been curled back and bent back into his back so that it's piercing his like, thick hide yeah what which he's not happy about you did not need to include this no but he did yeah why because it's strange also he does not know his animals very well because octopuses octopus Octopi. 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 Have eight legs, right? Yeah. You learned that it's in elementary school. It's the word octo is in there, so one, yeah. two, three, well, four. Well, this is five. Well, maybe you lost three of them when the speed No, it, no, because it, it just says he, he, the steamroller yeah. curlicued the octopus. It didn't say it tore off three of nope, its legs. Nope, that's a big old mistake. You are correct. <laughs> so that's... Oh, man, it's so weird. Anyway. So weird. Some fever dream. So now we're back to continuity error. Now we see the statue, right? And yeah. what is at the <gasps> bottom of that statue, Betsy? He found some feet. And those feet have spurs. A spur. Yeah. A spur. Two. Well, one. All right. But yeah. That was your continuity error. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so then it smashes through a park. It smashes into a merry-go-round. And then it smashes into a Ferris wheel, where somehow it then, all, all the people and the animals then have now jumped onto this Ferris wheel. It that, seemed like a good idea at the time. That is... Where was the Ferris wheel invented, Kate? Uh, Chicago. Very good. At the World's Fair. At the World's Fair. Yeah. So the Ferris wheel is, is spinning. They have all these animals and Fletcher is holding on for dear life. But it says here... Whoa, shouted Fletcher, but the wheel was rolling so fast nobody could hold it. It ran over the popcorn, peanut, cotton candy, and lemonade stands. I'm sorry, peanut stand? Peanut stand. Yeah, peanut stand. Peanuts. Peanuts Plural. stand? Peanuts stand. You can't say peanut stand. That's too well, many this, well, this should be. It ran A peanut over stand, yeah. Popcorn, peanuts, cotton candy, and oh. lemonade stands. But it just says peanut. Mm, but it's a peanut stand. But I don't think it's just one peanut. Look. We'll go out, we'll find a peanut stand, we'll ask them, oh wait, there is no such thing as a peanut stand. <laughs> Unless you're counting like the, those honeyed nuts on the New York, you know, the stands in New York City where you Don't walk you by them. the hot nuts on? The hot nuts, yeah. yeah. Or you go to O'Hare and you get nuts on Clark, you know, it's like. Right. Yeah. So we should just walk in and be like, would you call this a peanuts stand or a peanut stand? We should take Choose a, your words wisely. We should take a vote. People can vote. All right. Whether it's peanuts. You should make a survey monkey out of this. Yeah. <laughs> peanut or oh, peanuts. I'll do it, my friend. I'll do it. But what I hate the most about this, like, sentence, well, at the very end of the sentence is, okay, lemonade stands and food flew everywhere. At least they wouldn't be hungry. At least <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't be hungry? I mean, hungry? They, might not, they might not live. I'm sorry. But they won't die starving. What are they, what are they doing? Like, snacking on some cotton candy while holding on for dear life? Like, 
Why would I mean, you... if it happens to fall into their mouths while they're rolling down the street, are you going to blame them for that? Why would you even add that sentence? I don't know. We're and... looking on the bright side here. And also... Because things are about to get really weird. Okay, but here's the thing. Like, the steamroller did not have a giraffe, an elephant. It didn't have those animals. And all of a sudden, all these animals are now on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. I, we don't... We didn't see them, like... Yes. Plow, did we see them plow like animals? Like, how yes. many animals were on it? It's... Okay. It specifically says... Uh-huh. All the other animals... All the other, other animals, animals jumped on top of the steamroller as fast as they could, and they showed... Well, those don't look like the ones that are on the Ferris wheel. Exactly. How did animals from the zoo get on the Ferris wheel? Did they run in a panic away from the steamroller? Now, the question is then, how did Fletcher get onto the... I can't I don't know. It, I don't know. It, 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 You'd have to ask Fletcher. <laughs> Fletcher! So then they roll over to some Boy Scouts. Uh... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love how that was just like casually thrown in, you know, oh, Boy Scouts. And then the Boy Scouts had like a campfire going on and somehow like there got fireworks on this Ferris wheel and now it's shooting fireworks everywhere. Yeah, because there wasn't enough until now. But my favorite part of this page was the invisible chicken. Explain more. You see the sort of outline of a chicken. Mm. Mm. But there's no color to it. Mm-hmm. Unlike all the other animals. Yeah. Hence invisible chicken he just like gave up at that point he'd done this entirely in freaking insane page and he gets to the chicken i just can't write i just can't i can't i'm just I can't gonna do like else. I just, seven lines there there you're done you're chicken invisible yeah. chicken aren't you gonna paint it in there shut up <laughs> i'm done so the ferris wheel then ha- that has a whole bunch of fireworks going yeah. all over it yeah has rolled up and off of a mountain yeah what's well, a hill well, they say mountain. Well, yeah, the wheel rolled off the mountain onto a long a dock. mountain, but all right. And then at the end of the dock was a fishing boat. Yeah, there was. And the Ferris wheel just somehow miraculously, it, it, it lands on a fishing boat. Are you questioning the possibility that it would happen to do this when every, if we're taking everything else at face value? It's, that's the element that you find strange. Yeah, it is floating on an itty-bitty little fishing boat. That's a tugboat. It says fish boat. Oh, is it a fish boat? It, it, it says... It looks like a tugboat. Well, yeah. If it's a at tugboat, the, it could take anything. At the end of the dock was a fishing boat. I think that's a tugboat, and he just didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> okay. It's not like he wrote the thing or anything. But, but, but I love that the only animal that is thrilled to have <laughs> stopped moving is the elephant that is like, is it, is it done? <laughs> yeah. Are we done moving? Is this yeah. real? Am I alive? He's the only one who understands the situation. But to be fair, he doesn't have water being forcefully pressurized in his face at that moment. Yeah, because that would hurt. It would hurt. A lot. It would not be fun. It depends on how far you are. So suppose, these but... firemen that are on another boat. Fire no, boat. They are, they are putting out the fireworks that have gone off. Thank you. So now there's no more fireworks. Right. And then they do the most cruelest thing they start laughing yes. at a little boy. A little boy who manages to survive this ordeal and who is, quite frankly, adorable hugging that hippo. Which he did for good, strong reasons. Yeah. If we're going in the water, I'm, I'm going to find the most buoyant animal yeah. and grab it. Right, because maybe yeah. he doesn't know how to swim. If he, Even if he does know how to swim, hippos go up. Yeah. Hippos, well, actually, 
Now that I think about it, I think it's a myth that they know how to swim. I think they were always touching the bottom. I think I've just heard that somewhere. Anyway, but they must float to a certain extent. So. I mean, everything can float, right? No, uh, I don't know. Anyway. So, head, I suppose, yeah. But I'm just focused on the fact that these firemen are laughing at this little boy. They're literally pointing and laughing. Yes. It says they had to laugh. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't have to laugh. No. They roared and howled. And then that the little boy was rude. eaten by a lion. Yeah. No. that Those are not the firemen that I know and love. Okay? <laughs> firemen would not do well, that. Well, to be fair, these aren't firemen. These are fireboatmen. So the kid comes home. Mm-hmm. He's taken home while the police, the, the firemen police, whoever it is, talks to the father, explaining the situation. The father marches the kid into the barn, closes the door, and it says, I guess you know what happened to Fletcher in there. Need to write lines. Um, why? Why would you say that? Because I have no, I literally no idea what happened to Fletcher. He, after everything that I just saw, it could be anything. That's true. Well, I think if you were in 1957, you would know what happened to Fletcher in there. Well, but... Why would you add that? Because that does not... I know. And it's like, he, it's like this really wasn't his fault. No. And he actually was... He put himself in harm's way to stop... Exactly. Which he didn't have to do. He could have died. Yeah. Plus, how did they trace it all back to him? I guess because the goat was... It was like their goat. But how did they like... What, did they interview the goat and be like, Goat, why did you run? And he's like, oh, because the cow sneezed and caused this whole thing. Like, nobody's... Pointing fingers at the cow. Did Fletcher confess? Like, that's the real crime here. Uh, maybe He must have. He must have confessed Because he's a good, honest, mm-hmm. sweet little Who boy. Who likes to chase bunnies. Bunnies, yes. Who doesn't like to chase? I just chased a bunny. Yeah. I mean, that's what you do. You it's chase what you bunnies. Do. That's what bunnies were made for. Uh, and, then that's, were made for the and then it just ends with it saying, he found out that a little teeny weeny air can grow into a whopping big mistake almost before you can say, ka-chow, which was... The sneeze of the cow. That's great. That's great. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this book comes out in 1957. So I was curious. I thought to myself, like, well, what won the Caldecott for that year? Like, was it anywhere? Because there's not a lot of books like this one out there that have this amount of, like, energy. So was the winner that year, like, this high energy, like, you know, crazy, you know, wild, madcap? No, the winner was... Time of Wonder. It was by Robert McCloskey. You know him. He did Make Way for Ducklings. And, uh, oh, well, what were the honors? Oh, uh, Fly High, Fly Low by Don Freeman. He, he did Corduroy. It's a, it's, a, it's a peaceful, very peaceful book. And then, oh, Anatole and the Cat by Paul Galdone, who, never mind that Anatole had also gotten an honor the year before, but let's give it to Anatole and the Cat. They're safe, safe choices. Nice calm picture books and then into the mix this monstrosity is thrown and i say that in the most positive sense because i'm very fond of this book but it is a monster of a story it is so much energy so i wondered why are his picture books pretty much forgotten today and if it is my research and i came across this article lowbrow genius Resurrecting the long-lost artworks of Jim Flora, the original pop surrealist. And because, of course, he's not famous for his picture books. This is what he's famous for. I am now handing Kate my phone. And what you have there are his record albums, specifically for jazz a lot of the time. Yeah. And he did jazz albums. This, this is his legacy. 
his jazz albums, uh, including one that I might have to look up that is the greatest titled jazz album. I mean, Mambo for Cats is pretty good. But if you want the greatest title of all time, Hipsters, Flipsters, and Finger Poppin' Daddies, Knock Me Your Lobes. It's like the best record album of all time. If any of you want to get me a late birthday present, please get me that record album. Thank you. (laughs) Ratings time. Yeah, I'm not going to be as nice as you. I'm giving this a (laughs) 4.5. I mean, it's fun, but for me, it is too much. It's too long. It's, it's too, way long. It's much longer than picture books are today. It's too stressful. Like <laughs> it's sensory overload. Yeah. I I don't like feeling that. I mean, I like you know all the different things that happened. I you know it was a, it was fun. It was definitely mm. fun. You don't get bored. Um, but for me, it was just too stressful. Interesting. Interesting. Now I'm gonna give that a six point five. Um, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I'll admit it. Is there corporal punishment? There is. Is yeah. there just cruelty towards a small boy? Oh yeah, to a certain extent there is. But man, the high energy. You read this to a kid, the kid is enthralled. There is no such thing as a bored child when you read this book. It is just, it just gets crazy. And then it's just like, let's see what I can do to amp it up even more. And then just like takes it up to 11. I respect. In an era of time of wonder and fly high fly low that this like madcap whirlwind of late 50s like pre-hippie insanity i mean this thing's a trip i love it i love it i love it well with um, our ratings combined it's a toe over the line it's a toe, toe over the line classic pinky toe over the line letters time okay all right so there was a challenge in our last episode do you recall that in Jumanji, you you pointed out that there was sheet music yep. on the piano. All right. Well, author-illustrator Sarah Brannon decided to help us out. And she wrote, I was hopeful for the first few measures of the piece on the right, but then it devolved and stopped making sense. I guess he cut and pasted measures together and threw in some random accidentals. However... The left-hand piece appears to be much more advanced than the one on the right, so it's probably for the older, she says brother, and then later corrected to be sister. Well, that's a nice touch. Now, when I illustrated feathers, not just for flying, I scored the sound the club-winged mannequin makes and made every effort to make this sheet music in the illustration accurate and playable. I hope it is. And then later she said, I asked my musician friends to identify the piece. Someone will know. Thank you for that. And also... I love the Baldwin plus Steinway equals the Baldway piano. Did you see that it was a Baldway that's piano? That's awesome. That is I, awesome. I, I did not know that. I missed that, but that's a that's a good catch. That is a really good catch, so I appreciate that. That was the only thing we got, and no one else wanted to make the attempt uh, to play it. But I'm, I'm glad somebody did. Grown Up Things We Like. I am obsessed with this app. Ooh. Obsessed. I can't stop playing Catan all the time. So I haven't um, I haven't done it yet because I need my husband's thumb to buy an app for our iPad. Right. And I haven't been so, able to remove it from his body yet, but I will do it. So Settlers of Friday. Catan have an app, that, but it's different on the phone than it is on the iPad. So if you're going to do it on the iPad, which I recommend, it's Catan HD. It's $5, but it's nice because in this global pandemic that we're in, you can play with your friends. So I played the other night with the penguinologist, with our brother, mm-hmm. and with our mother all at the same time. Now the is it app, glitchy? 
it's not it's not glitchy. Uh, it's just not a great app. And right. you'll see in the reviews that they're saying, yeah, it's not a great app. I mean, it's the icons are kind of small. You have to probably go through a couple tutorials to understand how you can do trades. But once you get the hang of it, I can't stop. Good. Well, that's very good. <laughs> so if you like Catan and you want to play with your friends, but you want to keep your social distancing, I recommend the app Catan HD. Excellent. Which I will attempt to download and what we will play. So in these times of pandemic, there's no elegant way of saying that. In these times of living through a pandemic. How about that? That sounds okay. better. Okay. Um, I was working at the library and I wanted to do something for the Evanston community that would be bring us together even though we can't be together. And so we have this program through the library called inky.org, which anyone can use. And a lot of libraries around the country have it. So check out if your local one does, because what it does is you can make an ebook on it. Um, it does really nice designs for different types of fonts. And it's basically like a blog platform. And then you would put the things in and you can organize your book and it does chapters and it does, you can upload a cover and you can sort of organize it. So we have made the cozy, COVID cookbook of, of Evanston, Illinois. Um, and it is, uh, it's got a beautiful picture of a, of a little sourdough starter wearing a mask with the, with the city of Evanston logo on it. Nice. Uh, we just finished it today. Uh, we will make it available to everybody in town and it's from, it's solicitations from like people all over town. So people just, we asked them, give us your coziest, your coziest cozy recipe. I don't care what it is. Just send it to us on a little, like, couple words on why you included it. And boy, people brought out the cozy. It's so cozy. I, and I submitted um, my sourdough starter uh, recipe because no one did that. But then everybody, oh, we've got vegans and vegetarianism and we've got, you know, uh, gluten-free stuff and we've got So huge people desserts. outside of Evanston can access this? Yeah, so I will include a link uh, in the show notes if people want to see our truly delicious uh, cookbook because we're going to make that available online, but it's available online right now if you just need the link. And so that's what makes me happy is making a cookbook with my, with my city. Aww. Yeah. That's so nice. Thank you. Well, since this is probably going to come out on Memorial Day, right? Yes, it is. Yes. Um, do you say happy Memorial Day? I don't think so. I don't think. Um, how about Memorial Day? Yes. Yes. Memorial Day to you. Memorial Day to you. Memorial Day to the both of us. Memorial Day to everyone. Uh, let's memorial everyone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that didn't work at all. No. Okay. <laughs> we'll cut that right out. Excellent. <laughs> In the meantime, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fusing, Kate, is a Fuse number eight production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our art director at RCA Victor Records is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.